everybody. It's Michaela. This is another episode of Pretty Much Adult Podcast. Um, I have my dad on again because you guys, um, you know, you really <laughs> liked him. And we wanted to do another episode about, I don't even know how to explain it, like self-improvement? Self-awareness? Self-awareness. Um, I don't even know. I, you know what? I really wanted to kind of reread the book, but I don't want to... Not waste time, but I want to get into it and be genuine. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it was almost like a guide to life and happiness almost. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Okay. From what I recall, it was, it was described as something like that, a, like a simple guide to making your life less hectic, less miserable, right. and being more happy. Right. So what we wanted to do is we're going to talk about the four agreements by, is he a doctor? No, I don't think so. It's Don Miguel Ruiz. Yeah, Don Miguel Ruiz. But I saw like MD after his oh, name time. I don't oh, know. Right. But um, yeah, so the book is called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And again, it's like a, I view it as like a, almost like a self-help book, but mm-hmm. it doesn't like say like, oh, wake up every day at six and like say these things to yourself or write notes to yourself it's very much like these rules mm-hmm. um just how to be a happier person mm-hmm. i think we wanted to do two parts of this because there's four agreements and we kind of wanted to really get in depth of each of those agreements okay. um so yeah there's going to be a part one which we're going to end at the second agreement and then three and four is going to be part two which i'll probably release the next day so That's look cool. out for that all right um mm-hmm. i read it maybe almost a year ago mm-hmm. it's going to be summer again um and it was i think it was gifted to me i don't remember who gave it to me but it was a gift and mm-hmm. i had it for a really long time and i just didn't want to read it mm-hmm. i just wasn't I just wasn't in the right place to read it. Mm-hmm. And I was like super depressed last year when I moved out and I was by myself. And I think we were having conversation and you were like, oh, like you should read it or I don't know, something, mm-hmm. a, a higher power. A, it was like a self-awareness moment <laughs> that's like, oh, like you should probably read this book. So I did. <laughs> and I think I called you right after. Oh, yeah. I read it in like one night because mm. it's like 160 pages. Mm. It's super easy to okay. read. Um, so, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about or both of us wanted to talk about mm-hmm. today. Well, it's interesting because I want to say either you already had the book and then I bought you the box set as a gift. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Or you you had the box set and I was hoping you would read it at some point. And mm-hmm. I think you were because I think I gave it to you when you were here. It was like a, a, we had a holiday here and I remember yeah. having the box set and it was, it was, it, there's books in that box that I really want to read. Like when I came across like, oh, I haven't read these. So there's the four agreements. There's, I think there's a fifth agreement or. Not in that set. Not in that set. Um, I think there's the mastery of self and the mastery of love. Mm-hmm. Um, those are really interesting. I read, got all, almost through the mastery of self. It was, it got kind of hard for me to comprehend. I wasn't ready for it yet, mm-hmm. but they're not you know, mentally ch- challenging no. books. It's just you, you are drawn to them and you feel like there's something you're trying to get out of it. Cause certain things just hook you. So my experience was coming across this, the title of the book, um, my nephew and uh, my wife's friend, we were all going out one day and we were all talking and my nephew and my wife's friend, um, he's a, 
he's a um, IT guy. So he's pretty intelligent dude. Heck a confident guy. My nephew's heck confident guy too. So I'm just hearing him talk about this book. It's like, oh yeah, you ever read the four agreements? Yeah, I read that too. And then I, I saw their exchange. I thought it was interesting that this book was just four rules to life almost. Four rules to master life. Yeah. And um your um Aunt Olga has the book at her house. So when we would go over her house to visit, I would always like kind of step to the side and I'd kinda open it up and kind of glance through it. Mm-hmm. You know, read the read the front inside yeah. wording in the back yeah. and I start reading it and, but I could never get into it. And I think I tried to start reading it like three times and then eventually I bought it. And then luckily, cause I, I I'm notorious for buying books, reading like the first two chapters and then buying another book. Yeah. Like my entire library is full of books. I haven't finished. You've half read. <laughs> and I need to go back. Yeah. So, um, as you know, I took a, um, when I was a school psychologist with the district took cut and pay, um, to work a four day work week. So I always had a day off, always had Friday off for the most part. And so what I did is I just took like maybe two, three Fridays to read it. So I'd go to Starbucks or go somewhere and just get a coffee and read it. And it was just so profound. Like the things I was like digging into and things that were connecting. Yeah. And if I would have read it any sooner, it probably wouldn't have been the right time. See, and that's what I felt like it was truly like a divine, what do they call it? Not epiphany. No, it's called like a divine something. Not synchronicity. It's like when you're supposed to do something at that exact Divine intervention? Something. Maybe that's what I'm like searching for. Mm -hmm. But it's like when I was reading it, because at first I was just like, okay, like whatever, I'm going to read it. And I remember like Dan was, I don't know if Dan lived with me yet or Mm -hmm. he was visiting. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what the situation was, but I remember he was there like doing his own thing. And I was just like sitting and reading this book and I finished it in that night. But I just remember I was like, I'm supposed to read this book right now. <laughs> and like, I just knew that I needed to finish it. And like, I, I couldn't, I didn't want to not continue it because it's so short. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, people call books page tuners, but it really was like, yeah, it was keep, like, you don't want to stop. Yeah. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. That was it really was very much like I didn't want to read it before. I wasn't mm-hmm. interested in reading it before. I wanted to read it again immediately after because I was curious to see if I was going to get anything different. Mm. But I don't know. Um, for me, it was the opposite. I kept trying to read it. I kept trying to read it. I want to read it. I want to read it. And I was like forcing it. and It wasn't working. It wasn't till l- much later. And so and I kind of struggled with this because we, we've been trying to record this one. Like, we want to hurry up and do another one yeah. to talk about this. But it was something that didn't feel right. And, yeah. I, and it clicked the other night. And I was like, this is why we're going to. Because I was almost like, well, what do I say or what do I talk about? Right. How do I explain it? But I think we'll get into it. But, I mean, just to preface it. I mean, this was a book that just clicked on so many levels. Um, even with some of my counseling techniques, I integrated it. Some of those four agreements with, with the way I would counsel my students. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, and I don't, I don't know if it was appropriate, but I just felt like I'm a professional and I think these things are relevant to these kids' lives to look at look at their situation and try to take and take responsibility for themselves and what yeah. they can't control. And I think, I mean, from an outside perspective, if I was in your position, I wouldn't see a problem with that either because it's not like it's any like super religious, like it's more like spiritual, mm-hmm. how you, it's literally just reminding yourself to do mm-hmm these things which we'll get into um so i i don't know why that would be a problem what i really liked what really hooked me is just learning that it is technically it's not religion per se but it's more just ancient wisdom yes from south american Mm -hmm. 
natives. And it just shows like, wow, I mean, you know, just because it was a long time ago doesn't mean they weren't enlightened and had, you know, insight. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the way they described, you know, us humans as being in a dream. It's like this is a big dream. And, you know, we got we kind of lost our way and how we deal with ourselves and each other. Mm-hmm. And if we can look at ourselves and each other in a certain construct or idea to say this is how I'm going to deal with myself this is how I'm going to deal with you and you're going to do the same thing yeah and if we all do this we'll really be in a better place because you know they say what I like this it talked about how when you when you're looking at another human being it's like you're looking in a mirror that's cloudy yeah so it's like you have to remove the cloudiness from the mirror and realize that you're you you and the person are the people you deal with are the same. Mm-hmm. You're connected. Mm-hmm. So if there's a connection between the two, but I've actually literally talked to kids to say, you know, you and I are, are the same. Mm-hmm. We have, we are both human. Yeah. I think, um, I, I don't know when you were saying about the whole, the description of like seeing someone as a reflection of yourself, mm-hmm. just cloudy. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of, I mean, the podcast that's probably, never going to get released because we messed up a bunch of times mm-hmm. what did you say your i think your exact wording was something like i what is it i think it's a spanish saying mm-hmm. but it was in english mm-hmm. and the sticker said may god multiply onto you everything that you wish for me and i was like wow i like that because i think at the time you deal with a lot of a passive aggressive passive aggressive beat not really behavior but just you pick up on vibes and energy and whatever mm-hmm. and it's like you just feel like you know I'm not, people don't want the best for me sometimes. Right. So if you, if you can, bumper stickers are the most passive aggressive thing in central California. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's like, if you drive down any road at any time, you're going to see somebody's truck, car or something with a bunch of bumper stickers. And I've had to learn to just not even look at them. Like when I'm driving, I don't look as soon as I see a bunch, I'm not looking at them because I'm probably going to see something that's going to be a little somewhat offensive. And then it's probably a bumper sticker that's along the lines of, if you're offended by this, you're a snowflake. Right. So it's kind of like, I'm like, uh, but I like that. Cause it's like, there are people who just don't have negative and ill thoughts towards you. So you yeah. can say, may God multiply onto you everything that you wish for me. Yeah. And, and it, I mean, not that, I mean, for me, I'm more of a spiritual person. So I was just saying like, may the universe not, yeah, multiply gonna, on you, whatever you Wish for me. Wish for me. So what I realize is that's also a passive aggressive approach. So if the goal is, because what I looked at with that sticker was to say, you might not like me because I'm black, because I'm this, I'm that, I'm gay, Mm -hmm. whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever you don't like in your mind, Mm -hmm. whatever thoughts you may have in your head that you wish for me, oh, I wish you would go away, wish you die, whatever you wish. I I hope it's multiplied on you. Right. And maybe that'll make you think twice before you put that energy towards me. Yeah, that's exactly. As soon as you said that, I think that clicked for me mm-hmm. because, I mean, my personal goal for 2020, like mm-hmm. my New Year's resolution, but really just my life resolution was to like let go of all that negative stuff mm-hmm. I have, like people who I may not really like, like things I may have said about other people. Like I don't want to speak ill of anyone anymore like i don't want to be in that drama Mm. anymore because it's it's not worth it one and like two it you don't gain anything from it and like i've I've learned that time and time again i'm just like you know like 
I think especially when I've, I hear other people being like really ugly mm-hmm. towards other people, like, oh, like this person's like this, this and this. And I'm just like sitting mm-hmm. there and listening. And I was like, what are you gaining from what this? What are you gaining from it? You're not going to gain or, anything or, from this. And, and I, I fall victim to that too. Cause you always notice I, I used to use that Dame Dash saying, don't be a chatty patty. I'm not a chatty patty. Yeah. I, I like that. And that's what I would even say it with kids. Cause a lot of drama starts from just gossip and false information. So I was like, why are you being a chatty patty? It doesn't do you any good. It yeah. don't, they don't taste delicious. Or I would just make stuff up. Yeah. And it was like, um, we don't eat those here. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but you're thinking about it from terms of you're, recognize, you're becoming more aware. And you're just realizing it doesn't serve anything. But when I, even when I would be in the midst of gossip, I would I would try to figure out well, what's going on. Because that was always my thing when I was younger. That's why I went into social science. It was like, why do people do what they do? Why did they do this? Or why did they do that? Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure it out. But I'm saying if I can figure it out, if I can figure, if I can gossip about somebody and figure out what I think is best for them, one, it may not be best for them. Two, do I have the guts to approach them and say, I care enough about you to see you going down this path. Right. How, what, what can I do to help you? Because this is what I would do. Or am I going to tell them what to do? And then it was it won't be accepted. Yeah. And I so, think that's been, well, for me, I know that that was always my problem in the past. It's like anytime I was ever speaking ill of somebody, it was something that was wrong with me hmm. or it's something that I wasn't brave enough to tell that person. And it's like, if I wasn't going to, if I wasn't going to benefit that person with what I was saying, like, why true. am I going to say it? And that's what I've had to learn. It does me no good to talk about anybody in their life if I'm not going to if I'm not going to at least try to help them, whether it's my way or the way they need to be helped. Cause they can say, you know what? I, I appreciate you trying to help me, but what I really need from you is when I do this, you support me. Right. And it's like, well, maybe I'm not ready to do that for you. Cause I don't have that energy to help you yeah. do that. Yeah. Or maybe I could, or do I even want to? Yeah. And I think that's another thing too, is I was talking about this with itself again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just talking about like when people have a lot of negative things to say to you, like if they just want to like dump on you, mm-hmm. how you approach that. And I remember there was like this meme for a really long time on Twitter and it was like how you can message your friend mm-hmm. who's like dumping all this negativity on you. And it's just like, you ask them like, are you in the right space to like hear what I'm about to say? And everyone was like making jokes about it, but it's true. Like you should really ask. It's like a blueprint. Someone. It's a blueprint in a guy. Cause it kind of goes back to what I, I think I talked, touched on the last time where when someone would talk to me about being negative, like, yeah, I'm gonna give you about 15, 20 minutes. If that's what I think you need. Cause you're, right. you're really needing to get this stuff out. Right. Because you're probably in your own head mm-hmm. and it's, inc- it's important to be heard and validated. Right. So sometimes when people dump negativity on you, I'm just trying to let you know, these are my experiences and my feelings and my thoughts. And you just want to be validated right or wrong. Right. Just to validate. I feel this way. And I, this is what I, this is how it makes me feel. Right. Not that you're right. I feel this way. Now that we've done that for 15, 20 minutes, you're becoming a vampire on me. Let's try to be positive. Now I've given you the space to dump it out. Yep. Now let's shift. And some people don't want to do that. Yeah. And I think for me personally, I think the people who I'm talking to, we have a relationship already where they know, like, Mm -hmm. if they're coming to me, I'm going to give them like very neutral advice. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to talk about both sides. I'm going to say like, you know, like, this is what I think you should do. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, I'm just like, well, what do you think you should do? Mm -hmm. Because I know for me, when I'm venting, I either want advice or I just want you to listen. Mm -hmm. And I really wish that there was a way to say like, Hey, or so I think there's been times where I'm just like, Hey, I just need to like say, 
I just need to talk my shit and like mm-hmm. leave it at that. Oh, um, I've, we did this couples counseling, couples communication class, me and mm-hmm. mom. And one of the coolest things, the, the, the proctor, I guess call him proctor, whatever you call him. The therapist said is like, sometimes you can just ask your partner, how do you say it? He said, do you want me to bake the bread or you just want me to watch it rise? Yeah. I like that one. <laughs> so no, but I, I think cool. that's like a really healthy mechanism to have like in all of your relationships where it's just like, hey, you know, I just want you to listen to what I'm saying or, hey, I need you to solve this problem for me because one is really exhausting. Solving people's problems is really exhausting, but just listening to someone, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't take as much effort. Well, the flip side, too, is you can not solve the problem. You can say, well, this is what I would do. Right. I'm, not, I'm not telling you what to do, but this is what I would do. Mm-hmm. And then not this is what you should do this is what i would do if it was me and i remember back in the day when i was a kid you know if it was me i wouldn't have let that fool talk to me like that you know that's <laughs> yeah. people would say that guys not in that way yeah but if like hey you know i see what you're doing but if it was me i would do it and these are the reasons why i would do it mm-hmm. because it's me and these are my experiences mm-hmm. oh and so i wanted to flip that that statement around because i talked about it being passive aggressive so one of the things I thought about saying is if I can make this more along the lines of positivity and kind of along the lines of the neuro linguistic programming aspect where your thoughts become your thoughts becomes words, words become actions, actions become your reality. Mm-hmm. I think I forgot how I said it. I said, may God multiply onto me everything that I wish for you. So that, that it brings back the responsibility to yourself. Well, one, it's on me. Like, so what I'm thinking is when I deal with the negative person or if I start to feel uncomfortable and, and it goes a little bit, it goes to some thoughts I, I, I thoughts I think about. <laughs> it goes to something I thought about for a while. Mm-hmm. When I see those passive aggressive bumper stickers, whatever I feel when I read them, it comes from inside me first. The, the emotion, the feeling, the resentment, the anger, whatever is said, right or wrong, true or false, the emotions are, they are, are basically churned up inside of me yeah. and my body has to react to them. My immune system gets weakened. My blood pressure goes up. I get tense. I stop breathing the right way. So now I'm physiologically affected by a bumper sticker from somebody who probably didn't even see my face. Right. So. Instead of saying, may God multiply onto you everything you wish for me with that bumper sticker that's talking shit, I can say, you know what? I'm going to be positive. And I hope God multiplies this positivity on me and I, I'm going to give it to you. And I hope he multiplies it onto me yep. or the universe. Mm-hmm. Because that way I'm churning up positive emotions inside of me and I'm calm and I'm breathing the right way and my blood pressure is not high. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, what I'm thinking. If I were to do a bumper sticker or a t-shirt, it would say, may God multiply onto me everything that I wish for you. Then when people read it, they say it in their own head and they're directing it towards me. Mm-hmm. So I'm so everybody who sees my bumper sticker is sending me multiplied universal God energy right. my way <laughs> as opposed to, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, that's why I, there's some people I see with statements and stickers and right. t-shirts uh-huh. that are trying to prove prove a political point and they're important but i'm saying you're putting so much negativity out there and you're 
attracting this and then you're going to have to deal with it. So I guess this all really kind of goes to the first agreement. Yes. Um, so the first agreement is be impeccable with your word. So it kind of, you know, goes back to everything we, we were just saying. Like you, I, the, okay, so something I want to preface okay. is I think that everyone is going to get something different out of these agreements. Because I think I remember even when we were having a conversation, we had like, you know, what I was thinking mm -hmm. wasn't the same as what you were thinking. Because mm -hmm. I think it's very much like based on experiences. I think it's really important to read the book because that the, the background of where the wisdom comes from, the ancient Toltecs to seeing yourself as we're all mirrors and we see ourselves and other people and there's smoke in between those mirrors and they're clouding our views and we're kind of kind of lost our way when you get to the first agreement i've heard the first agreement said so many times and being impeccable with your word means different things to different people right but when it's explained in detail i mean we have our bullet points and we can go into them mm -hmm. but the biggest thing that got to me was never talk negatively towards yourself that's the yes. that's a, what it means to be impeccable with your word well be impeccable with your word that just resonated so strongly with me. Yeah. It basically says always speak positively towards others. There's no reason to be negative and say negative things, but you especially don't want to say it to yourself. And you can think about how many times you can be in your own thoughts that aren't even out loud that are negative mm -hmm. and that you down yourself. Yeah. And then imagine the things you say out. I mean, that's a, a zillion trillion times it, the little small silent voice in your head. And then when you say things out loud about yourself that are negative, no, you don't do that. There's no need to. And you can reframe whatever you feel. Because I, I have a bad habit of saying I'm the worst. Like when I make a mistake, oh, I'm the worst. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I'm not. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can. I, you know what? I, I made a mistake, but I can work on this. I can do better on this. But I used to, I would say that a lot. Mm -hmm. And it was a matter of my self, lack of self-confidence. And when I'd make a mistake in front of colleagues or if it was something I felt like I should have known. Because I was always dealing with that, um, what's that word? Imposter syndrome. Oh, imposter syndrome, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I would be like, be like, like, do I know what I'm doing? I, sometimes Am I, I supposed to be here right I'm now? Like, like, really? Like, I'm in charge of this and yeah. I'm doing that. Like, it, there'd be times like, I have to do some research. I have no idea what's going on here. Mm -hmm. um, and I would deal with that a lot. So when I would make mistakes and like trainings, it's, oh, I'm the worst. I'm the worst. And I'm like, no. Yeah. No, I have room to grow. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that also is like a callback to our first episode is if you think, if you can imagine like what your positivity or your negativity can do to plants, like, mm -hmm. can you imagine what you're doing to yourself? Like, I don't, I think that's something I never even thought about. Well, and another thing that comes up too is, um, again, a bunch of books I read a little bit of, I didn't finish. There's a book called, it's called Help for Billy. It was um, a book we had to read for a training. So there was some animosity involved in it because mm -hmm. it was a mandatory training. Mm -hmm. um, but um, it was so amazing that I just picked it up and I just opened the page and it actually showed research that talks about how your heart resonates when you're in a positive state and how it resonates when you're in a negative state. So your heart has, heart has rhythm and it, res it beats and it resonates mm -hmm. when it's, whether it's positive or negative, that resonance can be measured like at least three to four feet and a three to four foot radius radius around your body. Hmm. And so other people can pick up on it. Right. So I was like, this is great. Like, wow. Like I didn't think about that. So the goal was to say, Hey, you know, when you're coming to work stress and you're working with these hot kids with special needs, they feel it. They feel it. Mm -hmm. 
and they probably felt felt these things before. So now they're resonating and probably you feel that too. So it's, it's just important to be aware of that. And I think about how babies can pick up when you're stressed. Yeah. It's not, it's not out of nowhere. It's just so many levels to being positive, but being impeccable with your word doesn't mean just the words that come out of your mouth. It's the words you, the silent words you say inside your own head and your thoughts too. Mm-hmm. Um, and to not, to, and it was almost like it said, never speak negatively of yourself. And Which he, is, it's, I mean, we are a self deprecating society, unfortunately. So like when I was reading this, give me an example. That's just the way we are bred to want to be better. We're bred to want to look like somebody else. There's like social media, there's celebrities, there's like ideal body types. That is an interesting There's point. ideal literal races. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like we've all, as a whole society, yeah. we've been taught that we need to strive to be a better, different person. Okay. And I wanted to make a point, and this is kind of the, the turning point for me, why I was really excited to, to do the podcast tonight. And it was funny because when I said, I'm not ready tonight, oh, maybe maybe tomorrow. She said, let's do it Thursday. It wasn't until Wednesday that it clicked, right? So I was like, well, everything happens for a reason. You know, I say that. But I was sitting here and I was listening to you talk to one of your friends. And I was like, you know what? When I read this book, Facebook on cell, on cheap cell phones that had an unlimited data plan wasn't a thing. So now it's like I have information sometimes false, sometimes self-deprecating at the palm of my hand. And I, I have to make the choice to whether I'm going to continue to do this or not. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out like, why, why doesn't this make sense? Like it did then, because it's just a different world now. Yeah. I've had friends who've like deleted social media just cause it's like so much pressure mm. and it's like, and it's sad. And I know what I know what they mean. Like I know what they mean. Mm. And it's like, they're just like, I can't scroll. Like, you can avoid as much as you, you want, or you can avoid as much as you can try, but it's just like, it's always going to be there. <laughs> and it's like, I think, I think I would be curious to see how these apply to people who listen to this, mm. because I think, like, for me, I was in, like, not a great place, so I knew I needed it. But I'm curious to see, like, how many people are actually going to listen to, like, what we're saying mm. and, like, go and want to read the book. Because mm. it's, I don't know, it's like, you're going to, you want, you have to want to do this. You, you know you what I mean? You almost have to be lost <laughs> to be found. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I'm so lost. I need something, something. It'll find you. It, it And it's a short book. And I, and again, I hate to digress, but... um what you're saying is so important. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be a young person. I, I, cause I can easily, like I just deleted my TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, and I, you saw how much I love TikTok. It was yeah. the, I'm always, Ooh, that's funny. Ooh, that's yeah. funny. Ooh, look at this. Yeah. And it's like, and I, and I got good information off of it. So I would, I would hate to lose these avenues where I felt like I was getting good information, reliable information. Um, just like the gentleman who got, unfortunately got murdered in Georgia. Yeah. Um, I was hearing about that like at least a week ago mm-hmm. and it's just, just now really hitting Facebook hard. Yeah. And I was like, no, they were talking about this a long time yeah. ago yeah. and it happened in February. And I'm like, and that, and I, it really frustrated me. I was getting really upset about that, mm-hmm. but I like the fact that, Oh, and just like, um, the, the, the situation in, um, 
Charlottesville where the guy drove the car into the crowd, the white supremacist. Oh, yeah. I saw that. That wasn't on the news. That, 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 took was, on, for, that was on social media That took first. forever to get on the yeah. news. And I saw it that at like maybe an hour after it happened. Mm-hmm. And, somebody, and, and, and what I liked and what I think I explained to you is somebody just posted it. They didn't have any commentary, no voiceover, yeah. n- nothing to bias your opinion. You, I had to dissect it. I looked and I said, oh. Man, somebody must have been drunk. Yeah. I hate to say it, it was almost like when I um, when I saw nine eleven. Mm-hmm. It um, didn't feel real. Like it, you couldn't process couldn't, what was really happening. I, I had to make my own opinions mm-hmm. as I'm seeing what I'm seeing. But it's hard. I couldn't see being a young person dealing with social media and yeah. So anyway, back to back to that. I think it's gonna be difficult. So I guess I should go back to like we have little bullet points yeah, for each of the things. So for be impeccable with your word, one of the first bullet points is to speak with integrity, which I think is really important. The second one is say only what you mean, which I think is kind of deep too. The third one is what we've been talking about a lot is avoid using words to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. And the last one is use your power of your word in the direction of truth and love. So it's like, if you're not speaking things that are true and positive mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, just like bright and enlightening mm-hmm. about yourself and in others, mm-hmm. just don't. Mm-hmm. The gossip thing was really, really big for me. Yeah. Same. It's, it's still something I'm working on. Yeah. Yeah. It is hard. <laughs> so that, do you have anything else to say about the first one? That, we can go into the second no, we one. The second we one. we, we all, went, we, we went, went in. Um, but I'm telling you the gossip. I hate to, I hate to say this, but when I came across the idea of the gossip piece, it made me judgmental towards people who gossip. I'm like, why are you doing that? Yeah. I don't know why. It's like when I see people gossip, like why? Yeah. It's just so unnecessary. I feel like when I was younger, I, and this has nothing to do with the people who I used to hang out with. I think it's just, we were young and like, that's just what young people do sometimes is like judge other people. Mm-hmm. But I would notice sometimes like if we were like sitting in a room, we would just like sit in a room, and just like talk about other people. Mm-hmm. And I think like if I were to like step back and just like kind of listen mm-hmm. and like really reflect on everything that was happening, I'm just like, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, and you know what, what, are, what, what is this? I just seen how destructive gossip can be. Well, that actually goes into our second one. Mm-hmm. So the second agreement is, don't take anything personally. I think everyone just takes everything everyone says personally. Like we're people, But how can you not? That's what I always say. I don't people know. tell me, how can you not take it personally when someone disrespects you? So there was a saying that I heard a long time ago that has always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And it's it goes a little something like this. <laughs> it goes Don't take anything personally if they don't know you personally. Mm. So it's like a lot of the time, people who are speaking negatively about you do not actually know you. Mm-hmm. And I think like nine out of ten times, that's the truth. And even if it's someone who you did know or mm-hmm. it's your friend, obviously, if they're speaking ill of you, they don't, you know, they don't know you as a person. Well, my thing was either they see themselves in you, for better or for worse, or they hate you because they ain't you. They <laughs> They hate us because they ain't us. They hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> no, that's very true. So, I, again, always goes back to kids I work with. So what did I say? I forgot what I just said. So I said they see themselves in you. Mm-hmm. A lot of, like a lot of times they can 
hate on you because they see themselves and they really wish, I really wish I had things going like you, your confidence, your, your success, your, your way with people. I wish I could be like you. And since I'm not, I'm going to find the flaws and magnify them because that makes me feel either it makes me feel better about myself or I can at least bring you down to my level. Right. And then another thing is I see myself in you because you're exactly like me and I see the things that I don't like about myself. And I'm going to tell you. So, about you know it. what? Instead of dealing with the four, three fingers pointing back at me, I'm only going to focus on one pointing at you. Yep. Look at you, you this, you that. And it's, it's, ex- I, mean, I could be describing myself and I have in that process. I think something that I've noticed over the last few years is people who tend to not quote unquote like you for any reason or like don't like you or want to cause drama with you. It's because either, like you said, they are exactly like you Mm -hmm. and they're seeing the things that they do not like about themselves and they're going to tell you about it. Mm -hmm. And they don't, and I don't even think people realize, Mm -hmm. which I think is a sick thing that happens to some people. Like, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. But the other but the other thing is is the jealousy thing. I think mm-hmm. it's a it's a lot of the time that I know I was speaking ill of somebody is because I felt bad about myself. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. was like, "You know what? Like, well, this person does this and this this and this mm-hmm. and they're not that great because whatever whatever." And it's because I was unhappy with whatever was going on in my life. Because you could say, "Well, I may have done X, but at least I ain't did Y like yep. that fool over mm-hmm. there." There's has a lot of stuff like that. You you're reflecting the issue. Yeah. As opposed to dealing with your own stuff. You know what else was... Okay, so did we did we hit all those points? I know we went kind of fast. So what what were the other things about... Um, don't, don't take s- anything personal. We haven't said... Uh, I haven't said anything yet. Oh, but okay. um, the first one is... The first point, the sub point within don't take anything personally is nothing others do is because of you. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really important to remember is mm-hmm. because I think... When something happens, your first reaction is like, oh, they want to hurt me. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, that's not as always the case. Mm-hmm. And I think that also goes back to your um, bumper sticker mm-hmm. thing. It's like you were already having ill feelings mm-hmm. towards that bumper sticker when it mm-hmm. might not even have anything to do with you specifically. So mm-hmm. why are you taking it personally? And, and to be fair, I've I've literally pulled up my long trucks and I've seen the multiple bumper stickers and I've said, I'm not going to look at these bumper stickers. I don't know what, what it's going to say. Yeah. And by the time I got up there, it's a bunch of bass fishing stickers and some funny stuff and some positive yeah. stuff too. So, I mean, it's just what, what I'm trying to do is control the gates of my sanity <laughs> when exactly. I, when I'm out in the world. Mm-hmm. But that's a good point because when they go back to say, it's hard not to take anything personal, that could really have a lot to do with your own, lack of self-worth yes so it's almost like validating your own thoughts which kind of goes back to the number first one. one yep it's like okay if i'm constantly in my own if you head, are, if you're secure about who you are as a person you wouldn't be you wouldn't even have to take anything personally because mm-hmm. you are validating yourself the whole time you're giving yourself all these positive feelings and well and that's the thing it's like an exercise and that's one of the things the books talks about this is an act this is an active practice process Mm -hmm. this is not something oh this is what it is and i believe it it's like oh i have to actively be aware of how often i say negative thoughts or say negative things out loud especially to myself Mm -hmm. now if you're a person who's been feels like you've been beaten down by the world and life and you've had some trauma um it's really important to go to therapy and learn and learn forgiveness and gratitude for what you do have and 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 just understanding that these things are not about you right the most heinous things that somebody can do is not because 
you did something wrong or you deserve it and now this is who you are yeah this is just something that has happened mm -hmm. so now that this thing has happened there's a pro there's processes i can't really explain because i'm 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 not as well versed in them sure but there's processes that help you overcome that trauma yeah but yeah i can totally understand like oh again this uh, uh yeah so it's either you take it personally because it, it's it hurts yeah or you take it personally like well why don't you why doesn't this person stop or start doing or continue doing the things i want to help me feel good mm -hmm. about myself so so the thing about taking things personally i don't know if it talked about it in the bullets it's being indifferent to the positive and the negative opinions of others. Yeah, that's not in here. But, and I think that's something that you told me specifically. And, and that's why it's really important to read the book. You're going to see nuances that, I, I don't know if that's in the book or that's something else I read, but it makes sense. Yeah. It's like, if I don't take, if you don't take anything personally, not even, the, it's not just negative. It's like, oh girl, you fine. You look good. You so pretty. Yeah. You? Oh, thank you. And you just keep it pushing. And I think you can't well, let that too, blow your head up. Yeah. And I was going to say is it's because when you are being hyped up like mm -hmm. that, I think you hold so much value in that. Mm -hmm. And when you don't get that, mm -hmm. that's when you're like, well, what am I doing? Like, mm -hmm. what? why am I not getting this validation that I want? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a Wayne Dyer quote. Be, be indifferent to the positive and negative opinions of others. Because, I mean, and it's like, it's almost like you... I think a good exercise is to take both a positive and negative and only allow it five seconds of your emotion hmm. and let it go. Mm -hmm. Because whatever compliments I get, I can't rely on other people's opinion. Yeah. I have work to do, especially when it comes to my, you know, my work ethic. Yeah. Um, I have, I have issues with it. I have things I need to grow and learn and do, and there's mistakes I made. But if I get an accolade from somebody, I can't, I can't rest on that. Yeah. If I know deep down, like, no, I have some more research to do. I have work to do. I have trainings to do and CEUs to complete, and I need to keep my tool sharp. But some people can say, oh, yeah, I, yeah. See, look at all these awards and plaques. I'm, I'm yeah. good. You have to be indifferent to that. You have to know where you are and where you need to go. Yeah. Um, so the, sec the next two points is what others say and do is a projection of their own reality and their own dream. So, mm -hmm. again, that's whatever internal issues they have, mm -hmm. you can't internalize that because that's, that's on them that's on essentially. Them. Mm -hmm. And the last one is when you're immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be victim of needy neediness suffering, which is ne kind of what we said. Needless suffering. Needless, <laughs> okay. needless suffering. Okay. <laughs> I can't see. It's really far. Okay. <laughs> um, neediness suffering. Neediness suffering. You won't be victim of needless suffering. Okay. Maybe it was in there. Um, again, be it indifferent to the positive and negative opinions yeah. of others. Others. It was something really key in there that that like exploded my entire brain, and it's not on this bullet point. And I remember this vividly. Really quick, tell me what the third agreement is so I'm not confusing them. Don't make assumptions. Okay, it was. Don't take anything personally. It actually went into people who have auditory hallucinations. And he spoke on the idea of what auditory hallucinations really are. And it kind of, make, kind of makes me tear up because I've I've always struggled. Well, I'm going to get a little emotional. It's okay. Right. So I really struggled with those kids who had to struggle with these mental health issues and i'm like i've 
having their parents not understand them and having them vacillate between how they approach it and having the old school approach. Yeah. And I've literally had kids who hallucinate and they see things and they hear things that just aren't there. Yeah. And it, it, it just devastates me to see a child have to live in that world. Yeah. So I'm like, when I saw that, I'm like, so you mean to tell me there's an idea that using this process can be a possible way to allow someone to say, you know what, even though I hear this stuff and I see this stuff, I'm going to be indifferent to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, again, I never really went deep in it because that was always my block. It's like as soon as I had a kid who would hallucinate, I'm like, I got to refer you out. You need yeah. to get a professional help. Right. This is beyond my scope. Yeah. But I mean, I've had multiple kids struggle with that and that's always, always bothered me. So, I mean, I, and there's, there's definitely, there's definitely therapy that you should also do mm -hmm. and medications that work wonders, mm -hmm. but just the idea that wow it's like this has been an issue for a very long time mm -hmm. so if this is ancient toltec wisdom right for some reason you hear things on a frequency that nobody else hears then it's been around for a while and people had to deal with it for a while and people have found a way to deal with it so yeah That's interesting so sorry I got emotional. No, okay. I know he's even telling you to laugh. Like, oh, leave that in. I'm like, ah, oh, you might not want to go. <laughs> so I think this is probably a good place to stop because we kind of touched on a lot of heavy topics and we want you to really process the first two. Mm -hmm. Um the first two agreements. Um, so yeah, I think we're gonna stop here and then I will be releasing three and four probably tomorrow. Um, so look, make sure you look up for that and I 